Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Alrighty. Well, welcome back, I suppose, after quite the hiatus. Month-long holiday hiatus. Yeah, right? Um, actually, we just we went on vacation, and then when we came back, we're just getting settled back into life before we started getting recording again. Hoping to be more consistent here moving forward. That's the, the end goal, anyway. So, this evening, uh, I guess the one we settled on was uh, screen time versus quality time, right? Yes. Uh, what we mean by that. So, I've read it, not read it, but I've heard it from a handful of different people who say that, you know, quality time isn't screen time and screen time isn't quality time. So, like, just because you're sitting in the room together uh, watching a movie, it doesn't count as quality time. Um, and I don't know. I'm not sure I 100% agree with that. I feel like there's uh, layers to different people's lifestyles, different people's preferences, you know. Like, for us, we play a lot of video games uh, we don't really watch a lot of TV, but we do spend time as a family doing those activities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do see the argument that, you know, when you remove electronics, you, you tend to really bond with people a bit more. Um, and that's for us is specifically is finding that balance, right? That sweet spot where we can bond, right? Um, I, when we do, like, let's say we go up to the cabin or whatever, and there really isn't any electronics around, so we're forced to play games together and talk to each other and interact because there is really isn't the distractions that we're accustomed to, um, we do come closer uh, as a family. So I, I get the argument on both sides, but it's hard, right? Like, I enjoy playing video games. Um, yes. You enjoy playing video games. The kids enjoy playing video games. And if we can find a game or whatever that we can kind of bond over, it, it gives us topics of conversation. It gives us things to talk about beyond like the daily, how was school today? How was work today? Tell me about this. Tell me about that, right? Because uh, for me, when I leave work, I don't want to talk about work. I don't want to talk about what we did at work. I don't want to talk about, I want to leave work at work and I want to be home, right? Because it just, it gets boring as fuck. And I'm just like, I don't want to live is that my cue to stop asking how your day was when you come home? Well, no, it's like, cause that's a, that's a, it comes from a different place, right? Like mm-hmm. you're asking not because you genuinely give a fuck what my day was like, <laughs> but you, you're asking because that's, that's the polite thing to do. Right. And you, you're looking more about how I am coming out of work than what actually happened at work. Cause if I came home and I'm like, well, Bob was the bitch, right. Then you'd be like, what the like, yeah, fuck Bob. Yep. And well, everything yeah. that Bob's about, you know, even though well, like you don't have any context of how that is. Right. Right. Like you're like a 1990s gangster. You're just like, you're <laughs> like, I don't know who got beef with you, but I'm gonna fuck him up anyway. Right. <laughs> Guess we got beef with Bob now. Yeah. Right. I don't make the rules. It's just the way it is. Um, so, yeah, I guess that that's the the balance. I don't know, I guess. Again, I, I, I agree that it's it's very dependent on the individual as well. What we perceive as quality time is going to be different than the couple next door's version of quality time. It's really hard to put everybody in the same box with just a stagnant definition of what quality time is supposed to be. Right. 
and I mean, like you said, for us, we're at any any given night during the week, we're both sitting in front of our computers and you could be playing one game and I could be playing another game, but we're still conversing. We're talking to each other and asking each other about their games. And for me, that's still quality time. I enjoy that quality time. I look forward to that quality time. Um, but for like, say my parents, that's nothing close to quality time. I mean, like for my father, it would have to be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I'm looking you in the face, you're talking to me, we're drinking wine, we're bonding kind of a thing. Um, whereas like for my mom, if she was sitting on the couch reading a book quietly to herself while my dad was sitting on the other side of the couch reading a book quietly to himself, that's quality time to her. So, I mean, there does need to be balance, but it's really difficult when everybody's version is different, especially when you have a husband and wife or a partner and another partner whose versions of quality time are different. Yeah, so I get the argument that, I guess that's kind of the point, right? Is that old version of quality time mm -hmm. is important to connect on the human level, right? Yeah, it's like, look at your face, talk to you, understand where you're coming from. Because the less you do that, the less of that skill you develop, um, and you lose something. We lose something as people. We lose something as humanity, right? I think that's been very apparent in the last year that humans are social creatures. We need to be around people. We need to see people. We need to interact with people. And screens have become such a huge part of our life now that we're losing that. And yeah, I, so you the get a argument happy birthday over Facebook or text instead of a happy birthday phone call or somebody coming to visit you. But even the phone call isn't the same, right? Like right. it's if somebody were to show up to your house on your birthday with a crisp with a birthday cake, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" right? Whereas like right. back in the day that was normal. Fairly normal, right? Mm -hmm. Um you know, we use we now use technology as a barrier to connection and it poses a problem in relationships. I agree. Not just mom, dad, wife, husband, but kids, kids too, right? Very much kids, uh, yeah. And that's the conversation, the real meat of the conversation needs to happen is where do you find that balance, right? Yeah. And for us, I think I do think we have a bit more screen time than we probably need to, but we also use it as a medium to connect, right? Like when we experience something in a game, uh, I'll use Red Dead Redemption 2 as an example, right? Like oh, we, gosh. We played through that game <laughs> I might and cry again. the kids saw a lot of it, but not all of it, because uh, there's some things in there they just didn't need to be part of. So when the kids were right. watching me play the game, I just didn't do certain activities. You Correct. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then other ones I would. and I, But they, they got invested in the characters, and they got invested right. in the people. When it's a good game, it's a good story. It's a good character. You get invested in those characters just as much as you would a book or a right. novel character. And it's a storytelling device. They got yeah. really attached to the protagonist in this yeah. game, and... I'm not going to lie, I did too. Yeah. And it was, I think, parts of that story where they were way way out of the kids' level or comfort zone of where I'm okay with them watching. But yeah. a lot of stuff in this story, I feel it was good to expose them to Yeah. Um, as long as we're there with them, like explaining it. It's one thing if they were trying to play it and themselves. That was, but that was the point I was getting at was, oh, yeah. you know, you have these things that happen in a story that... Mm -hmm in context or you know without the context and understanding right they just seem like cool fun things or maybe it's something they shouldn't be exposed to just yet 
But if I can explain it to them and I can yes. embrace it to them, I use it as a teaching metric, right? Right. Um, and help them work through, you know, maybe feelings that they're having with it or understanding the world around where it's at. And whenever I play historical games like that, like when we played Assassin's Creed and stuff, uh, I try to give them some like it's real world context, lessons, right? Yeah. Is, hey, you know, this is something that would have happened, blah, blah, blah. This mm -hmm. is how they lived their life back then. And this is, look at how far we've come as a civilization. Look how far we've, you know. Right. And not that Assassin's Creed or even Red Dead Redemption is a historically accurate game. It's not. But, but it has a there. historical setting mm -hmm. that can kind of be used as a tool to teach and bond and grow and... You know, for our daughter, for example, she really had an emotional response to the end of that one. game. Mm -hmm. And it gave us an opportunity to talk about it. And yeah. let's talk about your feelings. Let's work through it. Let's tell, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking. And maybe we can learn from it and grow from it. And, and in pure she, honesty, that, that was a big bonding yeah. moment, especially for you two. And she typically avoids, avoids you know, emotions, any yes. of those emotional <laughs> style books uh she's a huge reader but mm -hmm. you know if she doesn't emotional she, she doesn't away. typically mm -hmm. read those heavy emotional books. she's yeah. never finished the harry potter series because no, she got too when invested. sirius black died oh, yeah. that was she's a significant moment. oh spoiler alert if you haven't read harry potter for some fucking reason then that's um, on you sorry yeah <laughs> then that was a huge event for her and mm -hmm. she literally hasn't picked up the rest of the books even no. though they get so good right yeah um, though that last book's gonna fuck her up whenever she reads yeah. it. Um, She's got another book in her repertoire that she really wanted, but she knows something is going to happen in this book. So she's refusing to what read it. What book is it? Uh, the Cat Who Went to Heaven. Oh, So yeah. it's just obvious that yeah. she's gonna get attached to an animal, and this animal is supposed to die. Um, but the story's based around that, so she's just, she wants to read it, but she doesn't. Yeah. So. Well, and that's that's the thing is like you you have to you do have to expose the kids to mm -hmm. that stuff, right? And yes. do it in a way that you can manage it. And, right. Um, and better so now where we can teach think, those lessons than them to yeah. learn them on their own. I think the good news, the good thing is to use use your screens and your screen time wisely, wisely mm -hmm. and meaningfully. Right. Yes. I'm not just going to drop my kid in front of a computer to play Fortnite for six hours a day. Yeah, no. Because then <laughs> that culture that that pop culture mechanism is what's teaching my kids, not me. Right. But I might expose them to a really good story-driven event, or like mm -hmm. we played Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like I, I include things of intrigue and interest and deceptiveness and, you know, those things that you're going to run into in society, but, but I'm putting it in a frame where it it's not real, but they still get mm -hmm. to live it, right? Right. Video games can do the same thing, just like books can, right? Yes. Just like... I don't know, whatever it was before books, right? Like you, you use it as a tool to develop them as humans. Yeah. And I think that if you use books and movies and video games in relationships the same way, it works, mm -hmm. right? I think what oftentimes you find is you have people on opposite ends of the entertainment spectrum, right? Yes. You have a, I'm just going to use the stereotypical, a girl who likes to read and a boy who likes to play video games, right? Right. They look at those as diametrically opposed things, right? Well, you, you're you an idiot because all you do is play video games. Well, all you do is read, right? Like, I can't... She's She makes the equation of you don't have the attention span to read, so therefore you're dumb because you play video games and it requires that short attention span. It misaligns the meaningfulness that can come from playing a video game. Now, I'm not saying right. all video games are like that, right? Like, Call of Duty is just blowing shit up you're and right. it's fun, right? <laughs> Though, the stories in some of the newer Call of Duty games if you play the story, are really good, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So 
I get that, right? I get that aspect. And entertainment is entertainment regardless of where it comes from. What you should do is find those places where your diverse forms of entertainment Mm -hmm. coalesce into something that you can Mm -hmm. talk about, right? You gotta find the bonding moments. You have to find, I think you can have quality time and bond over just about anything. You've just gotta be willing to put in that little bit of extra effort, have that communication and find it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the children got really good at um, lessons and exposure in the Persona game as well. There's lots of lessons that were taught in that and even on a Saturday when we spent almost all of the day, I think two or three times, um, just playing this game, we, we took breaks, we had food together, we, you know, it exposed us to new food. We had ramen for the first time, real ramen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <coughs> you know, we were able to teach them those lessons and go through those emotional moments together as a family. And I just, it's not that we don't go to the zoo or go on road trips and go see other things, but you can still have those moments over something as simple and basic as a video game as well. And I feel like some people miss out on that or prejudge some of those things. And then other people, like you said, take advantage of maybe their addiction to video games and they just, they don't know how to separate themselves or involve their significant other. Well, like everything in balance, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, I've slowly been introducing to the kids, right? They got really big into Minecraft for a while. And they've seen me play some of the survival games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't introduce them to some of the really shadier parts of the survival games, but like the basics, like building shelter, making a fire, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Whenever the boys come up and ask me about it, I tell them, I was like, oh, this is real world stuff, right? I'm doing it in video game mode, but you can do this mm-hmm. stuff in the real world. And what it's done is it's now sparked curiosity, curiosity. Yep. for everybody but my daughter um she does not to, care <laughs> to go out like, i want to try that i want to try to do that if you can do this in real life let me try right because mm-hmm. i mean a lot of the video games they play are like really fantastical and like there's aren't there isn't mm-hmm. any great reality to it yeah. and i use video games not intentionally i don't think or if i do it's intention it's not like overt intention it's mm-hmm. like subtle intention of uh, oh, dad, you could build those fire, like doing this. I'm like, yeah, you could do that in real life too. And like, no shit, really? That's awesome. I mean, they, they don't, don't say, say no shit, word, but yeah. you know, they, <laughs> they do talk about it. Right. And they're like, oh man, it gets them excited about something else. And it can lead mm-hmm. us to another avenue to explore. Right. One of the things the kids wanted to do after watching us play Red Dead Redemption 2, they all wanted to learn how to ride a horse. Yes. You know, we haven't been able to do it yet, but they mm-hmm. still ask every time they see a horse. It's like, dad, when can we go riding for a horse? Cause I mean, I rode horses when I was a kid. Uh, they were local community horses, or I was working because there was ranches when I was growing up. They but... solely traveled by horse yeah. too over such long distances, and the amount of weight the horses could carry, and how you were putting animal skins because we hunted in the game across yep. the horse. They were really intrigued by all yeah. of that. There's like a lot of little things that exist in the video mm-hmm. game world that people are like, that the kids are curious mm-hmm. about. Now it gives us an opportunity to explore them, explore yeah. new things in life, and teach but them about new things. But you cared for the horse too. You remember yeah. they they you had loved to feed the him, fact you had to that you got to brush him, and you fed him, and you had to talk to him. And yeah. I'm like, you know, just like in reality, you've got to nurture your animals as much as you nurture yeah. the rest of your relationships. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, it absolutely is, and that's. I think what people, um, the mistake that people are making is that they're not capitalizing on the opportunity yes. to make it be more, to or make it grow more. Those opportunities right. So people things. people see video games as a waste of time 
or a um, right. an escapism thing, which it mm-hmm. has that purpose and it can be used for that purpose. Right. But when you escape into these digital worlds and forget that the real world actually exists, that's when it's a problem. That's it's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. If you're spending six, nine, 10, 12, 13 hours a day in this digital world with a screen, you lose the connection to the real right. world and you just end up like, I did it. I had a World of Warcraft addiction for fuck four years, right? Yep. Where I, my real world was simply an avenue for me to be able to pay to live in the digital world mm-hmm. where I was exploring and loving and I was living my best life in this digital world where I could have been doing other things, right? Honestly, I feel like when it comes to that one, it helped that I started playing it. So it wasn't... But that wasn't towards the... That wasn't until the back end of that at that point. But Yeah. yeah. But I just... I feel like... I, I kind of want to take credit for it a tiny, tiny bit. Um, because that's when you started to really pull away from not just the rating and whatnot, but realizing that I can involve someone else in this, but have an out, a life outside of it too, kind of a yeah. thing. Well, I mean, you know? uh, there's a lot of things that came into the, the mix mm-hmm. at that time that moving as well really made me kind of pull away from the digital world and into the real world quite a bit. It was one, it was, you know, the job change. Right. Uh, and started going to college. Mm-hmm. Now being a dad. Right. Yeah, that um, was a big one. And having to try to manage that life and all that went along with it. Like, there was a lot mm-hmm. of reasons why I ended up pulling out of that world and coming back to the real world for a while. But knowing that you could but, still hold on to a little bit of it. Yeah. it's it, That's when I started to try to strike the balance of, mm-hmm. I still want to play my video games, but I don't want it to yeah. be the only thing I do. Right. Right. Um, and that's my point right like is you got to find that balance Balance. point at some uh, somewhere down the line like it's okay to play video games but it shouldn't be the only thing you ever do with your life right it's gonna come down to that (laughs) i feel like we say this every single time but it's gonna come down to communication too it's gonna have to Um, everything does because you you've got to have those conversations with your significant other you've got to have those conversations with your children um this can be useful this can be a bonding experience but we've got to make it that way yeah and we also need to understand that we should do other things as well. Yeah. I think part of it is talking about, okay, this is where I want to, you know, hey, I really like playing. You should figure some of that out in the courting session, right? Mm-hmm. Is while you're dating, while you're hanging out, like, hey, I want to yes. play video games this night. Okay, fine. I, you know, hey, you do you, have fun. Um, but. But, mm-hmm. you know, and as a human being, you should try to connect with your other person's, like, interests, right? If you right. want to connect with this person and truly build a relationship and a life with this person, you should try to get interested in what it is you're getting interested. Right. And don't get me wrong, I'm never going to be interested in your fucking American Girl dolls. I'm never <laughs> going to be interested in your journal crafting stuff. No, but you but can because carry I, on a conversation with me. Because I care about you, mm-hmm. I learn enough to be able to carry on a conversation and show interest in what it is you're yes. doing. Right? Even though I genuinely don't give a fuck about any of it. <laughs> Right. The same thing like you, like some of my video games, like you don't care about Satisfactory. You don't care about Factorio. No, but quite you, boring. But you show interest in what I'm doing as a means to have a conversation yes. and have a field. Like mm-hmm. we're having conversations. Because like I'll see you do something or build something. and I'll ask you, why do you do that? And why do you need it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and having that part of it is going, OK, I know she's not interested in this, but yep. she's showing interest so that she could get right. me to talk about what I like you know, right. making that concerted effort to appreciate that your significant other likes something. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's easy to bond over things if you just let it happen. Like even our children, they picked this video game and I can't remember who found it first, but 
then all of a sudden all of them wanted it so that they could play together. So our kids bonded even more so over a video game. Right. The, well, the, I think that, you know, we've gotten kind of, I don't want to say lazy, but we've gotten a bit complacent with it is a couple of our kids get really obsessive about types of video games and yeah. they live in that digital world for yep. a long period of time. So and we have to reel them back. Every we have to be like, okay, mm-hmm. you've had enough. You need a break. Uh, you need a break from this. Uh, you need a break from the games and we'll put them on a hiatus. Like, hey, you yes. got two weeks, you got a month, you got whatever of no games, no screens, read a book, play, do whatever. And, and we did that over the holidays. They don't get a lot of it to begin with. Well, so no, it's not. But it does beget... Uh, when we pull, it's for good reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not necessarily a punishment thing. It's like, no. okay, you guys have had a lot of screen time over the last few months. Let's cut it off. Let's right. see what you do for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And Let them re-engage with something Typically, else. you can tell when they're getting too much screen time because they yeah. start fighting a lot and they're getting itchy and they're getting into each mm-hmm. other and they're like just this, they're bickering all the time. So you, you go, okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cut off video games. Mm-hmm. You have to play. You have to, And they figure out again how to play with each other and how to play games. And then they start getting along together. And once that, they start getting bickery and pissy about that. Then we're like, okay, you can have your games back, right? And we use redirect. it as a means to <laughs> well, redirect the yeah. negative behavior and reinforce some of the good stuff. So right. it is a thing. It, it, video games in our house are a privilege, right? Uh, it's not yes. a right. Like So if you're being a dick, you're not going to get your video games. Um, you got to earn them. And if you do get in trouble, like mm-hmm. it's probably one of the first things that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is. It's a luxury item. It's a privilege. Yes. I'm going to take that from you, right? Um Except for my daughter, whose thing is her books, so she usually gets her books taken away when when uh, she gets in trouble. She doesn't get in trouble often, though. Um, but that's just the, you know, you, you find ways to use it and integrate it and teach those healthy habits so it doesn't become a problem as you get down the road. Um, you know, same thing you would just about anything else: food, sodas, all that stuff. Like it's should be a rare treat. We do need to do a bit better, I think, in uh, you know getting the real-world application stuff. For a while there, we weren't fiscally able to achieve a lot of that, so we were compensated a bit with video games. Um, we can get that balance back, though, on the way. On the way. And we, we are building it up and getting to that point where we're going to be like, hey, let's, instead of sitting here in a video game making a fire, why don't we just go over to go the woods and go make a real one, and I can show you guys how to do it, and, right. you know. So there's all that stuff. It's all about making that connection in whatever way that you can and using what you have around you to do so. And if what you happen to have is video games and you both have an interest, there's no reason you can't find a way to make it quality time and bond over that. And if it's a book, then that's what you bond over. If it's a favorite TV show, that's what you have. And there's nothing wrong with it being a screen that brought two people together or yeah all right by wrapping it up yes sir okay uh everybody welcome back uh thanks for joining us this week and uh we'll see you next week bye thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please feel free to reach out on instagram or facebook We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.